0: Corey Strumman. Welcome to the Rochester Rising podcast where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs in Rochester, Minnesota. Thank you for spending some time with us today to learn more about small business and the culture of entrepreneurship in our area. We hope that you learned something today from a local entrepreneur that can help you with your own journey. Rochester Rising is a part of Collider, a Rochester-based nonprofit that activates, connects, and empowers early-stage entrepreneurs in our community. You can learn more about Collider and how our organization can help accelerate and assist your journey at Collider.mn. Today on the podcast, we chat with Tiffany Petrovics about her running gear shop and community-centered organization, Terra Loco. Let's get started. Welcome, Tiffany. Thanks so much for being on the show with me today. Thank you. Excited to be here. Wonderful. Well, to
1: get started, what kind of brought you to the Rochester area and what would you say keeps you around? Oh, boy. Um, well, I have been a Rochesterite, rochester Aryan, whatever the uh, <laughs> official term is, um, since I was about eight years old. So okay, I've been here. Sure. Uh, my 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 dad is an IBMer, or was an IBMer. He's retired now. And so um, they brought us here when... Uh, so I started second grade here in, sure. at, in Rochester. So, But I've stayed here my whole life. Um, I went to college in Winona State, um, okay. and so I didn't go very far, and then sure. just came back here. My husband's from Iota, so... Um, Um, it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like the area, have
0: family here. Um, so what did you end up going to school for at Winona state?
1: Well, I have my, so I have my, I have a bachelor's degree in English and paralegal. And so I did that first and then I went back and I got my master's degree in English language and literature. Okay. So totally not related to business at all.
0: Right. So coming (laughs) out of college, what kind of work did you do?
1: Uh, gosh, I've done all sorts of different things. Um, but I did, I have done lots of retail, um, Mm -hmm. over the years. Usually it was just kind of a, you know, in between like a summer job or, you know, like, Oh, I'm looking for the next thing. And so I'm just, you know, I'll do retail for, you know, a couple months till I find a better job. Um, so, you know, uh, retail has always kind of been, um, at the, um, You know, kind of, it's always been part of my, part of my life. I mean, Mm -hmm. even since Mm -hmm. I was uh, a a teenager, that was, you know, one of my, my first job, you know, was working retail selling shoes actually. Um, And uh, yeah, so um, uh, I've always done retail, but I've done all sorts of different things over the years. Um, I worked at the women's shelter for a little while, Um, worked a couple of different, um, uh, you know, job sets. I uh, went on a state when I was there, you know, sure. um, in the like tutoring department teaching things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I uh, was a paralegal for a couple of years too. So sure. Very
0: <laughs> cool. What kind of like sparked your interest in running and what eventually led you to take over Terra Loco? I read that you were not the OG owner of mm-hmm. Terra Loco, if that's correct. Um, but yeah, kind of tell me about the journey that led you there.
1: Yeah. So this is an a, a interesting story. I am um, not like historically, I'm not, you know, I haven't been a runner. I wasn't, oh, you know, sure. in, in high school, um, I joined the track team because my boyfriend was in track mm-hmm. and I did um, uh, shot put and discus because that required the least amount of running. Um, and so <laughs> that's kind of my background in terms of, uh, of running. Um, but in about, I want to say it was. Um, 2010 I want to say about um there around there um I went and cheered on some friends of ours that were doing the Met City Marathon they were doing mm, the relay mm. and um you know we went to a couple of cheer spots and you know just you know um, to cheer people on and um you know as we were I still remember you know we're standing in front of you know what um what was the why you know watching people you know run past mm-hmm. um kind of that last it's like the last you know couple miles of the the marathon. Right. And seeing all of these people come by that, you know, some people that look like me, some people that look like runners, Mm -hmm. you know, people that, you know, were, were well past retirement, people that were, you know, actually running and people who were just like kind of slogging along or Mm -hmm. walking at that point, you know, and it was one of those sort of like aha moments where it was like, oh gosh, you know, like if that person can do it, maybe I can, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, And so, I'd always wanted to do a triathlon, so that's a swim, bike, run. Yep. Um, and for some reason I decided that that would be the first race, um, that I ever did. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And so starting small, no, you know, you know, no, now I would totally recommend to somebody like start with a 5k, you know, work your way <laughs> up, but, up. um, that's just not the way I do things. So, um, I was like, I'm going to do this, this triathlon. So I signed up for a sprint triathlon, like literally that day or the next day. Awesome. Um, and that was like two, two or three months out. So, you mm-hmm. know, this was the end of May Memorial Memorial weekend and this race, was like September 6th or something like that. So right after Labor Day. So I had Sweet. three months to get off the couch and <laughs> learn how to run, uh, learn how to swim and, um, you know, get, uh, the bike fixed up and, and be able to, to, yeah, to do it. So, window. <laughs> yeah, but I did it, you know and yeah. I mean? Um, I was probably the second or third to last finisher. Um, you know, so by that point almost all of the spectators had gone and, you know, whatever. The finish line finish sure. finish arch was still there. And um so it got to have my, you know, my finish line uh um experience or whatnot. Mm. But um it was just kind of it was really exciting and really yeah. fun and like I was like, hey, like this is kind of um I like challenges I like to you know like what's the next thing like what can I you know what can I challenge myself to do so um, so then I just started picking up uh, half marathons and mm-hmm. doing you know some other distances as well fortunately I'm not running near as much now as I <laughs> as I was back then um, you know because at that point I was not a business owner right yet, right that takes so a lot of your time. yeah and so that's how I ended up running um, in the first place um, that actually got me um, to another running store in town that since closed and so I was working there and then um, Terra Loco opened in August of 2012. And around that time, I went in to just check it out because I was like, mm-hmm. well, what's the competition? You know? Sure. Um, and you know, what kind of stuff do they carry that we don't so that I know, you know, how to send, you know, send customers over there. And, um, it was just a really cool store. The, the owners were there. They were very nice. They had Mm -hmm. like lots of unique products. And, um, so maybe in another month or two after that, I, I went and asked if they were hiring and they were like, yeah, sure. We, you know, and and they hired me as for a full-time salesperson. And so I started there in January of 2013. Okay. So just a couple months after the store had opened, um, and then from there, you know, kind of went on to um, assistant manager, manager, mm. started doing buying and and so sure. on and so forth. Um, and then in August of uh, 2015 is when I took over the store. Um, mm-hmm. So in in May of that year, um, the owners just approached me and asked if they if I would be interested in... Um, Uh, in buying the store and I was like, well, this is going to be probably my only opportunity to do something like this challenge, you know, another challenge. And so, um, yeah, I might as well figure out a way to do it. So yeah, that's how I ended up
0: here. Very cool. What were some of the challenges or barriers you faced while getting started with taking over the business and kind of making it your own?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, because I have no business background at all, um, I don't have, you know, any, um, you know, I never took any business classes. Mm -hmm. I never Mm -hmm. took any like accounting class, you know, like, so I was really starting from scratch. I mean, to be honest, um, in terms of like all of the, the things that I needed to, to learn. Um, and you know, so I just rely a lot on on the advice of, you know, other business owners, um, the, the previous owners, you know, helped a lot with um, that kind of transition mm-hmm, period mm-hmm. as well, too. Um, and turning it into, you know, something that was uh, more of my own, I guess, mm-hmm. Um that involved a lot of uh, kind of like product selection, you yeah, know, like totally. thinking about you know stuff that like I would buy and and you know, my friends would buy or my mom would buy mm-hmm. and and you know, getting that stuff into the store. Um, and really focusing on sort of the maybe um, the the not so the more casual runner, you know, mm-hmm. the focusing mm-hmm. on on the person that, running store typically isn't designed for, you know what I mean? Um, and, and making sure that like those people would feel comfortable. Cause when I first started running, you know, I was like, I was really scared and intimidated to go into a store that sold running shoes. I was Mm -hmm. like, these people are going to judge me and they're going to be like, you're fat. You don't, you you shouldn't be running, you know? Um, and I didn't want that to be the experience and that wasn't my experience. I mean, I'll say mm-hmm. that that was not the experience yeah, when I went shopping, totally. but it w- I was worried about that, you know? And so I want to make sure that that was, um, that I was had a really nice welcoming environment, but that I was also like talking about that, you know, that mm-hmm. we are, you know, we're all just kind of on this path, you know, and totally. forward motion, it doesn't matter how fast you're going and we're here to help you no matter what. And really kind of focusing on that message.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I also do some running and there definitely is that just like conception like, oh, to be a runner, I need to look a certain way or behave a certain way or run a certain pace or distance. And so it's always cool, like interacting with runners and organizations that are just like,
1: we're all moving in the right direction. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Forward, forward is a direction. That's all that really matters. (laughs) Yep.
0: 100%. Well, tell me a little bit about the scope of products, services, and events that
1: you guys have at TerraLogo. Sure. So we call ourselves a run specialty and active lifestyle store. Um, And so that means that we are mostly focused on running. So we have mostly, you know, running shoes and a lot of running apparel. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say probably the, you know, a good chunk of our customers, you know, maybe 25 to 30% of our customers are really just looking for, A good shoe to wear to work, Mm -hmm. um, a gym shoe, you know, something to wear around, you know, for uh, a a European vacation, you know, or something like that. Right. So it's not. um, So as a result, then I try to carry stuff that would, um, uh, you know, reflect those kinds of people as well, too. So we carry hiking boots, we carry sandals, you know, recovery um, recovery shoes, Mm -hmm. Birkenstocks, um, some lifestyle apparel backpacks and you know that kind of thing. Um I always kind of think about it as like, you know, um for me again also like if I were gonna go into a store, like what kind of store do I want to go into and where can I go that where I'd be like, ooh, I want one of that, I want (laughs) one of those, you know, I want ooh, I need this. Um and that's kind of what I'm trying to um to bring in as well too. So a little bit of a variety of everything. Um also to create that environment too, that doesn't feel, um, intimidating as well. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, we do have some little shorty, you know, booty shorts, you know, or whatever, and little tank tops and stuff, but, um, that's not the majority of the stuff, right. You Mm -hmm, know, it's, it's mm -hmm. longer shorts and it's, you know, stuff that's full coverage or, you know, that kind of thing, thinking about, you know, again, what's going to make somebody feel comfortable when they walk in the door. So it's not like they're bombarded with, you know, you know, fast runner, you know, in Mm, air quotes, right. Um, stuff, you know, all over the place. It's like, Hey, this is stuff that, you know, I can wear just chasing my kids around or whatever. Totally. Totally.
0: Um, and I know that you guys host a lot of events as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you kind of provide to the community in that way?
1: Yeah. So one of the, um, one of our core values is community first. And, um, another one of our values is giving back, um, Mm -hmm. or generosity. And so, um, to me, you know, creating, again, that environment that's going to feel really welcoming and um, for for all sorts of people, you know, whether you're a runner or a walker is really important. And so we do lots of events where we can just encourage that forward Mm -hmm. motion. So we do have a lot of sort of, um, you know, we do training runs for for long-distance runners. Mm -hmm. We have a a training group for half-marathoners. But kind of our sort of key event that we do, um, and we've been doing this for... um, almost almost since the store opened, sure. um, is the $5 5K. And so mm-hmm. we do that every Monday at 6 o'clock um, from April through October. And the proceeds go to a different charity each week. And sure. so the charities will apply at the beginning of the year. We kind of set the schedule out. So as an example, yesterday we had... Uh, gift of life um it was our our charity and so they come out they provide a few prizes and some you know snacks and people pay five dollars to register Mm -hmm. and um, we mark a course for them to go out and we have volunteers out to kind of help you know point you in the right direction Mm -hmm. you know make sure you feel welcome um you can run you can walk you can bike you can rollerblade you know it doesn't matter um and uh, then when they come back they get you know so we do a prize drawing and we like i said we have snacks and and water and things like that too um, and so we had about 60 people show up last night That's and awesome. we raised $330 for Gift of Life. And Fantastic. so we do that every, almost every single Monday. Um, we have a great crowd that comes out um, every week and um, it's just a really nice way to sort of get involved with the community and then bring in new people too that may not actually be, um, may not have thought to come to our store in the first place, you know.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, what do you find most rewarding and enjoyable about your work at Loco?
1: It's hard to answer that question Mm -hmm. because, you know, when I'm um, working on the sales floor, the most enjoyable, the most rewarding thing is like is helping people, you know, seeing somebody walk in who, um, you know, is struggling with their footwear or their knees hurt or they can't run anymore because, you know, whatever it is, and then being able to get them into something that, you know, Mm -hmm. they walk out the door and um, they're just, thrilled you know with what they got and they're happy you know and they're like oh my feet like my feet have never felt this good like that's just like super amazing and it's it's really fun um, to be able to see and especially then when people will come back you know maybe a couple weeks later and be like yeah I got to run my marathon and it was great and the shoes were perfect you know and you actually hear those stories that's fantastic but I don't work on the sales floor as much as I would like to, you know, sure, just because sure. there's just so many other kind of business things going on. Um, so for me, um, you know, what, what I see as kind of the, the sort of rewarding part of what I'm doing is, is the giving back, you know, as mm-hmm. being able to, um, you know, take the, you know, I don't ever see this as a, um, you know, I'm not like, I'm just not, I'm not in it to just like make a bunch of money mm-hmm. and, you know, um, sure. And, and, you know, get rich off of, you know, well, mm. no, no one ever got rich off of, you know, <laughs> owning their own business. But, um, well, I shouldn't say that. But, um uh, you know, for me, it's more about like, just the opportunity to be able to give back, you know, the yeah. opportunity to be able to like, hey, I've got inventory that I can't do anything with. So, Let's donate it and give it to people who actually can use it. You know, yeah. um, and those are things that I wouldn't, you know, be a, have been able to do without the without the store.
0: Yeah, absolutely, it's an awesome opportunity for sure. Well, do you have any big plans for the future moving forward with the business?
1: Well, we just got done with like a lot of those kind of like big things that I wanted to do. So, yeah. you know, last year we did, um, we did a rebrand, we got a new website mm-hmm. and we did a remodel. So we did that all last year, um, finished up in April. Very and cool. so going forward, it's really kind of, for me, it's a lot of the sort of operational efficiencies, mm-hmm. you know, like really dialing in the inventory, like the boring stuff that like people don't really care about. For sure. For <laughs> sure. But make
0: definitely a difference in the long yeah. run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. cool. Well, what's a piece of advice that you would give to someone considering starting or taking over a business?
1: So it's funny that you asked that because I was just at the entrepreneurial day for um, summer school at uh, Mayo um, earlier this week, or was it last week? And um, that was one of the questions that they had given the kids to ask, you oh, know, sure. so it's like, so I'm like, oh, now I know exactly how <laughs> I'm going to answer this. Um, but what I told them, and I think, you know, and this isn't just like, you know, um, Saying it for this, you know, sake of saying mm-hmm. it, but really, um, being willing and open to learning new things and seeking out advice from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you no matter how much reading you do, no matter how many classes you take you will not know what you're doing, you know, on day one. Right. And it's going to take a lot of like trial and error and being willing to sort of accept when, you know, things, um, fail and go, okay, Mm -hmm. what's the lesson I can learn from this. And then also be like, if I don't know the answer, I need to go find the answer. And I need to search it out. You know, I need to ask somebody for advice. Um, and so one of the things that I've been doing is, um, I have a, a friend who owns a run specialty store and actually we've never met face to face. We've just chatted, uh, you know, sure. or online. Um, and, uh, so like every, you know, um, six weeks or so we'll mm-hmm. get on a phone call and we'll be like, Hey, what's working for you? What's working, you know, how is stuff, yeah. you know, how, well, I've got this problem. How did you fix this? Um, and you know, since we're not competitors, she's more than willing to share that information and vice versa, sure. you know? And so, um, I found that we've been able to, you know, make a lot of improvements by just, finding out what other people do, you know, yeah. and, and taking that and applying it to, to our business. And, you know, of course, not everything is going to, you know, translate exactly. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not something to learn from that experience or, or how they do X, Y, and Z. Right. Absolutely.
0: Well, outside of work, what are some of your hobbies and interests?
1: Well, I am... Um, a kind of visual artist, and um, um, kind of on, on, on the side, I guess sure. if I had more time, I would spend a lot more time doing that. Um, but that's probably what I spend, um, most of my kind of any very little free time that I have doing, um, painting and drawing and sure. things like that. Um, we, we have, uh, two, two fur kids at home, um, nice. that we, you know, spend time with and, um, And then my husband and I like to do a lot of traveling. Sure. Um, So we just got back from Michigan. Um, We were in uh, uh, Jamaica in December. Um, Before that, we were in Pennsylvania. So we've just been, like, going all over the place and just doing lots of traveling and, um, you know, like, experiences, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you
0: for taking the time to be here and to share with me today. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much to Tiffany for sharing her story. You can learn more about Terra Loco, their products and events by clicking the link in our show notes. And thank you for tuning into the podcast today. We're so appreciative of your time spent listening and of your support of our work here at Collider. If you know an entrepreneur who would benefit from the conversation today, please share this podcast with them so that they can benefit from the experience of other business owners in the community. We launched Rochester Rising in 2016 to tell stories of entrepreneurship taking place in our community, especially stories that otherwise would not have been told, and to take the time to understand each entrepreneur and what their experience has been like in this community. If you find value in this podcast, please consider donating and lending support to Collider's efforts to share the stories of Rochester entrepreneurs and inspire others on their journey. You can find more information about our tip jar and how to donate in our show notes. Thanks again for tuning into the Rochester Rising podcast. Thank you.